0: Welcome to the Live Explore Podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe. Hi, I'm Sean Payne, principal and founder of Explore Real Estate and Lifestyle. Today I have with me our founding agent, Isaiah Chass, and we have Steve Abs of Davidon Homes and, and Peter Cohen of the Kelly Creek Project. Thank you for joining us today, guys. Thanks, man. Thank you so much for having us. This is a really cool pot podcast. Today we're going to talk about how a, uh, uh, a local builder here has worked with a local nonprofit to, to kind of create a win-win-win for a new housing project and to expand a, a local park as well. So um, I just uh, I want to go through uh, really quickly uh, Davidon Homes. David, David Oh, on. I'm so sorry, sorry. David sorry. Don Holmes is a privately held, a award-winning home builder with a widely recognized reputation for combining old-world craftsmanship with new-world innovation. Uh, and I looked at some of your projects. Looks like you currently have Lafayette, Antioch, Pleasant Hill, and Danville. That's great. Uh, and uh, they all uh, they all look like great projects. And in looking at those projects. Uh, you know, I'll ask you this question, but it seemed like Petalmo was a good fit in looking at those other projects. It just looked like it's something that you kind of—that's that, that's what you it do. And specialize yeah.
1: it in that is. Way. it is. It is. It's a niche that we, we have. Um, you know, we, we, we do tend to to depict more of the, uh, the the more challenging projects to, to uh, entitle, uh, obviously, but uh, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, we we turn out some spectacular, uh, you know, uh, neighborhoods for for families. Uh, for, for many futures, you know, decades to come. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's kind of, kind of what we do. Right, right. And, and
0: just to go, this, this has been, um, uh, talking about a tough entitlement projects. So this has been going on for a while, right? Yes. So, so uh, originally, this was purchased back in 2004, and then in 2013, there was an envi- environmental impact report for a 93 uh, lot subdivision at that point. That was revised in 2017, down to a 66 lot subdivision, And then I believe right around that time, Peter, that's when uh, 2017,
2: 2018 is when you got involved with the Kelly Creek uh, project. Right, Uh, it's it's been about a little over six years that uh, I've been involved. But what was so interesting about it is that after all these years of struggle within our community about what the future of the Scott Ranch should be, even though it was owned by uh, David on homes, we were still trying to put our heads together to figure out how can we achieve something that is so beneficial to our community and at the same time recognize that uh David on Holmes had a major investment in the uh uh in that in the Scott Ranch property and what we found was that when the city council heard the matter planning commission and city council heard the matter in 2017 uh, we on behalf of the community, Kelly Creek Protection Project and others were able to persuade the Planning Commission and City Council that there really had not been sufficient consideration given to the most environmentally helpful alternative, which was the 28 home alternative. Mm-hmm. And as I recall, Steve, after, uh, at the end of that meeting, we, we said, Might there not be a way for us to get together and have a coming together meeting of the minds and work out a resolution that would both recognize uh, Davidon's entitlement to a return on their investment, but at the same time get as much of the ranch for Sonoma County Regional Parks to expand Helen Putnam Park from a 216-acre park to have as much as we could possibly get. So there were three major areas that that we asked uh, Steve on behalf of, of David on. Uh, one, what would it take for the community to purchase the entire ranch? And that came in at about $11 million, sure. a tidy sum mm-hmm. uh, that we weren't able to raise. And then alternatively, we asked, if not the entire ranch, what would be the maximum amount uh, of the property David On would be willing to sell mm-hmm. to Kelly Creek Protection Project, a nonprofit, so we could turn it over to Sonoma County uh, Regional Parks? And graciously, uh, that's when uh, Steve came back and uh, indicated for $4.1 million, we could get three quarters of that ranch, uh-huh. which was a major uh breakthrough sure Alt- the uh, third area that we discussed at, at at that time was what would be the minimum number of homes oh. uh that could be uh built to realize that profit mm-hmm. and um and steve came back with we can do it it works at 28 homes and um uh, and that really initially kind of cemented the uh, arrangement, the, the agreement. And then we just kept working together. And, and in the meantime, we're bringing in the entirety of the community. Sure. Yes. So uh, even in our preparation for the 2017 hearing, we had our environmental law firm do an analysis of all the community comments that had come in before then. And that helped us to then stay focused on what was the community's interest. Sure. And we were able to bring in the philanthropic community uh, to raise that 4.1 million dollars. And then hundreds of families within uh, Petaluma contributed contributions from 10 to 10,000 uh, dollars to support this because probably of several things. One, parks are the most important, was the second most uh, priority for the Petaluma community. Two, um, our parks department has limited resources, yeah, yeah. so they couldn't acquire the ranch, uh, and they barely have resources to maintain the current parks that we have. So by bringing in the philanthropic community, we're actually freeing up Petaluma <laughs> from having any responsibility for either the purchase of this land or the maintenance of this land. But that brought in another major partner, Sonoma County Regional Parks. They're excited about this opportunity that's being created, right? Right. And they have the experience to to handle all the things that go along with park management in terms of the grazing, in terms of fire prevention, all the kinds of things that would be necessary to create this tremendous opportunity for the families, not only of Petaluma, but Sonoma County and elsewhere. Right. And so it's just this very rich moment in history because it shows that if parties are interested, they can come together and have this extraordinary meeting of the minds. And, uh, and then it, it builds upon goodwill. And I, I really do hope that this is a model for other communities to say and realize that if we don't demonize people that we have might have a difference with, look what we can accomplish. Yeah, we can actually unite our community uh, around this. And then, uh, as Steve has often <laughs> acknowledged, when you look at the list of supporters. This cannot be viewed in any way as a project that is not environmentally sound. For example, from Sonoma County Regional Parks, you have Sonoma County Conservation Action, Sonoma Land Trust.
0: I'm sorry. These are all the endorsements that you've received on this project, all, just to clarify for our audience. All that, right? yep. endorsers. I didn't mean to interrupt, you, but keep going. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. But,
2: but, but that's important, Sean. Yep. because. If one looks at some of the criticism, the suggestion is that somehow the project is not environmentally sensitive. But when you look at these good organizations and souls that are endorsing it, um, they have impeccable reputations, right? right? From Sonoma County Regional Park, Sonoma County Conservation Action, Sonoma Land Trust, the Bay Area Ridge Trails, Redwood Trails Alliance, the Wildland uh, Conservancy, the Center for Biological Diversity, uh, the North Bay Leadership Council, and of course our dear friends at the uh, Petaluma Area Chamber of Commerce. Right. When you think about those groups in Toto, you see it's just a diverse spectrum of our community that is saying this project is extraordinarily good for uh, our families.
0: It is, it is. That's why when I let off with saying this was a win, 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 is a win-win-win, is I think this is a really cool project to talk about, that, that there are multiple wins here. We're getting housing, which we have a huge need for in this community. We're expanding Helen Putnam. Park that that people continue uh, that people can use that way, um, but I think it's really important to note, and part of the reason why I wanted you on the podcast was, you know, you're, you're you're dealing with a local or regional builder that way. If you're dealing with a huge national builder, I don't think this project would look anything like it currently does, mm-hmm. and that's why I just I think it's so important for local governments and, and people within those communities to have an open mind about housing projects and work with local builders that way because then we have a need for housing, and what happens is that. That the you know uh, through this process, often local and regional builders will back away from it, and then you only get the national builders that that are willing to work in, in these communities. And I just think that's not in our best interest. So I just think it's so great to have. That's one of that's why we, you you're just you're selling it, man. You're doing such a good job uh, that way. C- can we backtrack a little bit sure. about? Who you are, you're involved with the community. Your, you know, historically, you know, your career, things like that. So we get a little understanding of who you are. That way. Sure. So
2: sure, uh, my background is in social work and law.
0: Okay.
2: Um, I have now a fifty year career in social work and law. Most of it focused on civil rights and public interest. Okay. Uh, with a national organization like the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Okay. And so all our work has been focused around justice and equity issues and um, and a lot of it again has been uh, across the, the country uh, San Francisco federal courts, Los Angeles, uh, Clark County in Nevada St. Louis uh, on behalf of the NAACP and other civil rights organizations. My social work background has focused on uh, adolescents and their families and uh, and representing school children in in the federal courts, uh, we have this affinity for what will really serve children. And in my own experience, as I know I've shared with you earlier, I grew up in the urban core of Long Beach and we had one local public park that was one square block. We thought as a child growing up there, it was huge had a playground had a library the librarian loved to read with us and you know stimulate our interest in reading and i found that to be a very profound influence on uh on my life and so my social work and civil rights work is a continuation uh, of that and so i come from it from a perspective that if i could so richly benefit from that one-square-block park. Can you only imagine what our children here in Petaluma would experience from a 47-acre expansion of Helen Putnam Park? Mm -hmm. That would take the 216-acre park, that's a bit of a distance for uh, our children to reach, and bring it down into the community. What an extraordinary win. And so in the course of our work here, we do as we've done in other communities. We go to the Petaluma City Schools and ask them, who really uh, reaches out to the uh, low-income families, particularly on our, uh, the east side of our community, the Latino community, who does that best? And they told us, well, it's the Family Resource Center of Petaluma City Schools. So, our goal, we decided, we've got to reach out (laughs) Hmm. to the Family Resource Center. Family Resource Center. Yes. Okay. Petaluma City Schools. And while we're partnering with Sonoma County uh, Regional Parks, we find there's low-income park, there are low-income park passes that are available that uh, low-income families can can, uh, utilize to not only Experience Helen Putnam, but all the 50 to 60 regional parks in our county. And so we went about promoting the low-income park passes and supporting, and I think to date, we're somewhere around 550 low-income park passes that we've been able to generate financially support for families, uh, for low-income families in, in, in our community. So we went from Petaluma City Schools to Catholic Charities. As a youngster, I was a beneficiary of Catholic Charities as well. Uh Uh, So Catholic Charities of the Diocese of Santa Rosa, they're involved in in partnership with us and Sonoma County Regional Parks Foundation in promoting these low-income park passes uh, for families. And, And we're proud of that partnership because we know during the pandemic folks didn't have a lot of green spaces to go to. Right. So a number of folks who had not had exposure to any of our regional parks now have that. And that's a part of the project that we're absolutely going to continue.
0: That, that's awesome. You and I, this is totally off topic, you and I need to talk more. Uh, I'm currently on the board for trying to put together a three-on-three tournament here in town. Uh, where we're gonna, we're, where the proceeds will rehab local basketball courts so kids of all economic backgrounds can get out and play the greatest game in the world. So uh, I didn't wanna get on, oh, that's a, sort of a sidetrack, but, but uh, uh, March 19th, three on three basketball tournament here in town, Town, we're, we're organizing through the Petalmo People's Service Center. So yeah, I think uh, we're gonna have to talk more because I think our goals align that way. Maybe we can even get you uh, involved. That's why I was, I was typing down the Petalmo, uh Resource Center. Uh, because uh, I'm trying to get all this information out to kids about this tournament because mm-hmm. we want all different, all different, you know, just just different economic backgrounds mm-hmm. to to come out and, and learn the game of basketball and then hopefully integrate it more mm-hmm. in the community. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm done with that, but just just uh, I get excited about that stuff. We'll look forward to so, that. <laughs> so yeah, we'll talk about this more off off camera that way. Uh, you want to talk? You know, Steve, you're over in the corner. There, you've been really patient. You want to talk a little bit more about the project that way?
3: Yeah, especially the the site location itself. I mean, it's such a unique location. Backed up to a uh, public park that people can enjoy. What what made David On Holmes uh, choose Petaluma specifically this location? Well, yeah,
1: it is a spectacular piece of
3: property, and
1: for those <coughs> who don't know where it's at, it's it's located at the you know the intersection of D Street and uh, Windsor. So uh, Windsor's only about a mile from downtown, which is, makes it a spectacular walkable distance, as, as Peter was just uh, mentioning. But it's um, you know it's it's a fifty-eight in a half acre uh, uh, project uh, there's split up into two parcels uh, and there's about six and a half acres on the north side of Windsor and then the remaining fifty two acres is on the south side of Windsor and that 52 acres is <clears throat> is just an absolute beautiful uh, beautiful area. The one thing that attracted David onto to the pro- project when we bought it is that it was ar- already legally uh, designated for housing, mm-hmm. so uh, as it is today, uh, the minimum allowable housing on this house uh, on this property is 28, and the maximum is 110. So, we ended up you know, with a deal that we struck with the Kelly Creek Protection Project is to actually have the absolute allowable minimum number of houses on. Them. We can't go lower than that per the general plan. So, you know, we've we've uh, we've tried to adapt the the plan to the best, and you can see on the on the map there. How the homes within that, that yellow um, rectangle or yellow um, boundary there, uh, that's the proposed 28 lots. And you can see how it's just kind of a natural extension of the existing Victoria Housing, project right. along, uh, along uh, Windsor Drive. But that 52 acres uh, on the south side of Windsor, you know, it has the iconic red barn complex on it that's been there for over 100 years. Uh, it has Kelly Creek and the riparian corridor. Uh, and the D Street uh, tributary that that uh, go in there, uh, but it's 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 so rich in um, biological, uh, you know, diversity and and beauty. Um, and you know, again, when when we bought it um, with the zoning up to one hundred and ten, that's where you know you started off with some some of the history. You know, we did have a ninety-three lot plan back in t- um, two thousand four, um, and then. I think what's what David on has done a good job in, is is responding to the community responding to um environmental um agencies and and really reducing this over time so in ninety three we had uh, went from uh two thousand uh ninety three lots in 2004, and then in two thousand eight we went uh, on the next slide there there's um, oh. there's a, yep, there's a we went down to sixty six lots uh, and that was in response to the, the, the new channel plan uh, that the city put out forward, which which um, required us to have a setback from the urban boundary line, setback from D Street. And then also we met with the resource agencies to reduce that even further. And then, you know, 2017 this was the pivot point when Kelly Creek Protection Project um, uh, got involved. And, and going back to what you know Peter says, you know, I, 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 I have so much respect for, Peter, Greg Colvin with Kelly Creek Protection Project because, you know, they're they're doing this for the benefit of the community. Right. They, they get nothing out of it, and their commitment and their, uh, 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 you know, just their mm. pure commitment to making this thing happen has been so impressive, mm. and it's come a long way. So,
2: And, and Steve, if I might, um, and thank you for those gracious uh, uh, comments. Um, I think it's important, and I know we've talked about it earlier, but the director of uh, Kelly Creek Protection Project, another lawyer, another public interest lawyer, Greg Colvin, uh, is the glue (laughs) that holds all of this together on behalf of the community. And and, uh, I would be remiss... In not uh, sharing with you a little bit about his background. Yeah, please expand on uh, who he is. It, it, he's a gentleman who has dedicated his career to assisting nonprofits and 501c3 and c4 organizations, both locally and nationally. And he has been such a link to the philanthropic community. So, It's that connection that he has with the philanthropic community and the overall leadership that he's uh, uh, demonstrated. I mean, the American Bar Association uh, just a couple years ago uh, uh, awarded him the Vanguard Award for his service to charitable organizations. So he's a phenomenal lawyer. Uh, a person I've known for now about 23 years. We've collaborated together on civil rights projects, but uh, yeah, I would be very remiss sure in not uh, acknowledging uh, uh, his extraordinary uh, leadership. And 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 it it does underscore that you can build, even as you're thinking about building uh, with respect right. to, the, to the basketball activity you can build on these relationships if you keep an open mind to the possibilities and that's what that's what greg has has done and i think that's what uh uh steve has seen right the you know from the very beginning when we sat down to meet about whether or not um we could come together have a meeting of the minds and greg was there uh, i happened to be there and, uh, and we achieved that a, a trust, um, a meeting of the minds. And, uh, and there'll be more to say about the generosity as well of Steve on behalf of David on Holmes too. At some point, we'll need to, okay. to focus on that because that has been equally rich and we do appreciate it. Okay. But yeah, in, in
1: addition to obviously it being a great um, piece of property, you know, that, that who doesn't want to? Live in the city of Petaluma; it's such a great town. So that's that's what you know we had our eyes on two decades ago, and, and again, hopefully, we can you know, have the opportunity to build these homes and, and have uh, you know new single family homes for, for families to move into. Them, so.
3: Yeah, no, that like I said, it's much needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I apologize; you may have already talked about this. You two are obviously from very different backgrounds, and for most projects, typically don't come together to work towards a common <laughs> goal. How exactly did you get connected on this?
1: Well, um, Peter and Greg were always on the opposition side of the <laughs> project, <laughs> and, and, it, and it did come down to that uh, 2017 um, public hearing point where, we're, you know they, they they stirred up the community. Uh, they they um, we we thought we had a good plan going in um, uh, with a 66 lot plan. Uh, they stirred up legitimate concerns. Um, and, you know, city council at that time said, hey, you know what, the, the, go study that 28th lot, you know, told city staff to go study the 28th lot um, EIR alternative. But also they told us, hey, you guys need to go talk. And that's when, you know, immediately after after that, that hearing, uh, we started talking. And, you know, it's um, it was, uh, you know, you know, I thought I was dealing with the devil at the time, right? It, sure. <laughs> it, it's, it's turned out to be. Was few. it
0: a pretty intense like initial? How, what was that? I'm just curious. Just like was that pretty intense initially? Or yeah, what? it
1: was. you know, it was. It, I think it was. It was good. There was a like trust level that we had. You know, sure, there, but sure. It, it didn't it didn't take long to get over that. But that's awesome. Um, you know, I, I think you know, Greg and Peter. You know, they had their certain things that they wanted, and we we accommodated it ultimately in the, in the deal. And um, you know, I think it's. You know, and here we are. And, 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 you know, and even what we had the 28 lot plan in 2018, you know, we further further um, moved the goalpost, uh, or the city moved the goalpost, and we accommodated uh, a much smaller reuse footprint um, with our current proposal. So,
0: do either of you want to talk about the, the enhancements to the community that they're going to get from this housing project in terms of I don't know, fire management or whatnot
2: uh, that way? Sure. Right now, uh, the ranch, in one mm-hmm. respect, is kind of a wasting asset. Right, mm-hmm. um, um, there's there's not an opportunity to uh, enrich the habitat um, uh, because when you when you actually think about it, you know, because there'll be discussions about the different uh, 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 special species that exist on the ranch, right. and, and a conversation about. Is anyone really looking out for them? Well, the reality is that the species exist on the 216-acre Helen Putnam Park, right? So when when you think about it conceptually, you're actually bringing together ranch land into Helen Putnam Park that will then be restored, uh, uh, and if it was left, unattended to. Would degrade and degrade and sure. degrade and and so again the you know once we got over those initial hurdles, it seemed like working in partnership in tandem more was being able to be achieved for the public, like uh, as an example, the concern about trees you know are a bunch of trees going to be cut down well au contraire, uh, Steve's residential. Portion that has been reduced, as he's noted, to 6.4 acres or thereabouts, there's going to be hundreds of new trees, native trees, planted on the residential side. Similarly, on the park side, there are going to be hundreds of new trees. So when people think about the creation of this new green canopy and the ability to absorb carbon, that's a huge benefit, right, right. Uh, to, to the community. Right now, um, the access to the area of Windsor and D Street by all commentators is a bit dangerous, right? Right. Because trucks are coming in from Marin County and going out. And, uh, and, and again, it seems like every time there was something that could possibly benefit the community as we work together. Steve says, on behalf of David, we'll put in a roundabout. The roundabout that will go in is huge because it will calm traffic and make it safe for uh, families with strollers to go into that park area. Uh, People who have mobility issues in wheelchairs are going to be able to wheel into it uh, our overall housing plan in Petaluma calls for a lot of infill housing, right? Right. Yeah, near the, right near right. the bus station, the train station. So we have a ton. We'll call it a ton of homes in construction right now, and homes that are being planned for along the infill corridor mm-hmm. of our of our our town. No where else would they get this extraordinary green space but for an expansion of Helen Putnam Park right. right and to make to make that easy so the traffic calming that will happen is huge it won't just be the roundabout it'll right. be the left and right turn lanes uh, along D Street into the new parking lots that that are proposed and and this is, again, just an example of, you know, in working together, you know, we said, well, goodness, you're going to be doing infrastructure for 28 homes. Right. Um, maybe you could help us with these new parking lots at the north, at the top end, and in and, and the lower end. Increasing access. Yes. And
0: I just want to uh, nail this point, home huh? why this is so important, because... Again, I grew up here uh, yeah in, in town, and Helen Putnam existed when I grew up. It was all dirt trails, and so none of those homes existed and so it was like just farmland like you kind of ran through a couple farmer you know a couple of ranches quickly, hopefully the rancher didn't see you and then, and then you like went on the back end through Helen Putnam that way um, only there was very few people that could enjoy Helen Putnam. It was basically that the trails that exist now are paved, so more people can do it, but it was basically in its same kind of uh, you know configuration but it was very hard to 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 enjoy it was used so little by the community that when i was like i don't know if i should say this uh, 11 12 13 it was common for like me and a couple of buddies we go up in there and camp because and, and no one would ever be up there and it just shows you that the community is not using it you know as, as, uh, especially the community that needs a you know assisted or adaptive uh, living that way so again this is just such a great way where more of the community can enjoy the actual park because now if you go on uh, if you go up uh, by uh, windsor drive there i mean parking is very difficult you know and then i mean there's always issues with the neighbors and someone's grand park over in front of a house or yeah, something exactly. like that you know and then exactly. and so like this resolves all those issues this allows the community to come up and actually enjoy this park and, and again like mm-hmm. there was a time when i was growing up that it was it was like a beautiful park as it is now but but like we could camp up there and we wouldn't yeah, see anyone yeah, there yeah. that so it's like I mean, that's just a waste mm-hmm. that way so yeah,
1: the, and, uh, the, uh, sorry, uh, the the accessibility is by far going to be so much better for mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. um yeah. for people downtown or whatever you know we because we are installing an additional 800 feet of sidewalk that's missing on D Street. So we'll uh-huh. make that connection all the way up right. to D Street, um, on D Street, all the way up to Windsor, to the roundabout that Peter just described. And then there's no sidewalk on Windsor Drive right now um, along our frontage. So right. all the people from, from Victoria neighborhoods will be able to walk and access the park there. Uh, there will be an upper parking lot um, right at our, our two streets there and in, in a switchback that can you can actually access the trails at that point too but um, yeah so absolutely and and to to, to backtrack on on the environmental enhancements that Peter was just going over the the property is is deteriorating Um, it's been uh, it's been grazed by cattle for for, um, decades if not centuries and and you know, you can see there's there's meandering um, gullies that are eroding uh, right. on the site. Right. And in fact, in this last um, rains that we just had, uh, it, it's we have video of the literally the, the erosion occurring in real time. And what happens when that erosion, it just flows right into the creek. And so then it clogs up the ecosystem of the creek. In addition with the, the cattle grazing, um, there's no real understory for uh, new oaks to grow. Um, okay. So, you know, trees, in fact, a big tree fell during the last storms also, but unless you have, have a, a plan to, you know, restrict grazing, um, you have a plan to enhance these erosional goalies, um, you know, that's what's going to, that's I think the biggest benefit of this whole pro, um, project here is the, the enhancement and ultimately the protection in perpetuity of the environmental aspects of this property, it's it's phenomenal what what uh, KCPP is planning to do, over and beyond what would be required for any mitigation by any envir- environmental agencies. This is purely just going in there and restoring the, the property to pristine um, bio- biological levels. It's it's pretty impressive. And with that, there'll be you know be funding put in place. There'll be conservation easements. There'll be uh, fuel management plan is another huge uh, benefit that. Um, um, uh, comes with this project as far as fire protection right. for, uh, for the entire community, mm-hmm. actually, which is
3: huge. I mean, but especially from, in that area. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Just from it, uh, I mean, no surprise. Sonoma County has suffered greatly from uh, a devastating firestorms. So, for a, a large piece of land to be maintained well for a fire management is huge. Well, and it's kind of like the
0: last defensible space. I mean, if a fire were to come over that way, that's where it needs to be held off before it reaches the city that way. So,
2: and the very trails that Sonoma County Regional Parks wants to see provide the fire breaks. Really, so the fire, the uh, north trail, the fire trucks can get in, uh, and that's huge. So, it, you know, it, it's not about uh, making trails over the local. Creatures right, right, right. It's about having defensible space to fight a fire if it sh- if it should occur and and in terms of their they have great experience Sonoma County Regional Parks in terms of park management, sure. and so they rotate various uh, 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 grazing from cattle to sheep to goats. Uh, and they know how to do that masterfully, right. and they're prepared uh, to do that. Um, and then, you know, if one only looks at how they've maintained Helen Putnam Park, both with signage and fencing and so forth, to uh, to keep the public off the sensitive uh, areas, um, all that's in, in, in place. Similarly, you know, when we uh, uh, happen to be talking with. Uh, Bert Whitaker, the director of Sonoma County Regional Parks, uh, he was sharing that a lot of their parks and beaches, and I think they're up to close to 60 now, uh, only have outhouses. And again, we turned to Steve and said, you know, you're doing infrastructure for these homes. Why not have uh, a nice bathroom that people with mobility challenges and other needs could have access to? Answer, happy to do it, and uh, awesome. they're prepared to do it. Similarly, in terms of uh, runoff, the existing runoff from Victoria uh, has been problematic. And, you know, a question would naturally arise. Well, what about the runoff from the 28 homes? So uh, Steve came forward, we'll we'll do infiltration basins. And Uh so not only will that benefit more to your question about how does the community benefit, It'll capture runoff not only from the 28 homes, but also added runoff from Windsor that is really becoming from Victoria, right? So there's these just multiple layers of uh, of benefits. And similarly, you know, uh, families like to have uh, an area, green space to go to with their families to picnic and so forth. Um, so that's included. There's an amphitheater, uh, which certainly schools and other community entities might want to use. And of course, it's not a big amphitheater sure. that is cemented over the <laughs> the, the ground, but it's, it's a am- simple amphitheater. Everything that's being built will be built with a sensitivity to nature. It'll be wood and rocks and that kind of thing so that it fits into that park atmosphere <laughs> there was one very false claim <laughs> that suggested the project was going to be Disneyland and that uh, plastic oh. plastic uh, uh, sure uh, items uh, jungle gyms and other such things were going to be put in there right very false narrative because n- no one conceptualized this park project is that but the idea of having a a small convening space for educators for community to come together and have the kinds of uh, conversations that we're actually talking about here yeah
0: exactly getting
2: to a meeting of the minds it's that kind of natural bucolic setting that is envisioned for for the park uh, we had no Disney consultants <laughs> on the park plan. That, that's very good. that's very good. Well,
0: I mean, the, the the project at this point seems very well thought out. I mean, I guess over twenty years, that's that's what you get that way is a, is a very well thought out. It, are there anything? Any other concerns that that you've heard about that that you feel you should bring up right now that, that you want to address that let, let the community know that way? I mean, I think you've been very thorough. I'm going through my notes here. I can't I can't think of anything else. But is there anything here that you feel anything else on the project that you want to bring up that we haven't talked about that way? Also, you're previously
3: mentioning about the building the, the homes themselves and their uh, their green aspect. Can you talk a little yep. bit about there we go. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we there are 28 homes um, yeah. and yeah. They, they range between you know 20. 500 up to 3380 square feet, but the larger 3380 has ADUs, junior ADUs built in them. So, um, you know, 500 square feet ADUs, so that adds a little more affordability to the project. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, th- these are going to be, um, you know, the, the latest, greatest, uh, you know, um, uh, energy-efficient, water-efficient homes, uh, you know, they, they'll all have solar panels on them where where the homes will actually be zero net electric, meaning that the energy produced will be more equal or more than actually will be used for for the houses, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. uh, You know, they're all um, water-efficient, energy-efficient appliances and um, water-efficient fixtures. Uh, The the landscaping will be drought-tolerant. And there's going to be a gray water water valve on all the houses that you you can utilize to, to water your plants and such. EV ready, all that stuff. So, um, and then uh, going back to the fuel management, they all will be uh, built with fire resistant materials. Uh, you know, planting around them will be fire resistant, and so, like you said, well thought out. Um, I think we've crossed every T and dotted every I on this thing, and uh, yeah, they should be pretty, pretty spectacular. Um, you know, efficient homes, so
2: sustainable. Yeah, absolutely, and. Uh, I guess for full disclosure almost anything over time over this really 20 year period that the community has raised has been considered and um, we're proud of yes. their work um, I th- I think in many respects Steve and David Ahn have been um, um, uh, humble in the way that they have presented the project and um, and how when some issue has come up that they've been willing to uh, uh, to address it and uh, and it's not lost on us for example Hmm. that um, there would be no way for us a nonprofit to purchase 47 acres for four point one million dollars, uh, and uh, and I think, uh, well, we know that uh, Steve and Davidon would not have offered it if we were a competitor, right? Trying
0: to acquire, right? Yeah, that so well, I, I could sell that all day, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know.
2: so, so. so, so there has to be an appreciation <laughs> that this extraordinary agreement. Is a gift. So when you think of a gift, this is from the Parkland side of it. It's a about a five point six million dollar Parkland gift that we're partnering in giving to Petaluma and Sonoma County, and uh, you know most people. Being on the receiving end of such a gift would say, wow, right. <laughs> aren't we fortunate mm-hmm. and uh, aren't we especially fortunate because the city of Petaluma will not be paying any purchase money or maintenance money and Sonoma County Regional Parks will be that continuous partner with uh, 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 the city of Petaluma, and normally, if someone comes forward to pick up the slack, normally the response would be, "Wow, uh, right? Thank, thank you for, for for this gift." And you know, uh, it happens to be African American History Month, and one theme that that always comes to mind of Dr. King is that. If I can help somebody as I pass along this way, then my living will not be in vain. And when we, I think, collectively think about this uh, Scott Ranch project, this is an opportunity for us as a united community to come together to do something very special for the children and families of Petaluma and Sonoma County And together we can really demonstrate that we've accomplished something huge for the children of our community and add it to that tradition of dr. King to make sure that none of our living happens to be in vain and so I'm so I'm really well said I'm so proud of this collaboration and And it's not unlike other collaborations within the civil rights community. You're able to achieve certain things if you don't demonize the other side and you say, how can we come together for the benefit of the larger community, whether it's around voting rights, educational equity, police and justice issues. It it, it always works out to the good of the community if we're able to uh, have a meeting of the minds and try to think about what's the best possible outcome for our respective communities, this is one of those examples I do believe. Wow! Yeah,
1: and I think and you know one um, party that we we haven't given a lot of credit today so far is is Sonoma County Regional Parks. You know, it, this there's a lot that they've committed to. You know, it's you know taking land is. Is maybe seen as a gift, but in their eyes, hey, this is this is a financial burden going right. forward, and they are stepping up, and they they want, you know, they want to see that extension to the, the park. They see so much value to having that, um, so much closer to this, um, you know, city center, and and uh, but uh, again, a lot of credit goes to those to that
3: group for for stepping up and and mm-hmm. and taking this on, so. Yeah. Well, we've said it before, but it's clearly a, a, a very unique project and definitely well thought out. Um, on the 27th, it's not this coming Monday, but the Monday after, you're having a city council meeting? Yes, yeah. We uh, we, we,
1: we got planning commission approval for recommendation of approval to council back in August 9th, and uh, we've been trying to get on, on the council. Uh, hearing um, this is this is the first one we've been able to make happen so uh yeah february 27th is is um hopefully when council will be making the final decision on this project and uh yeah so uh we're crossing our fingers we're going to get across the finish line here so
3: and is there will the public be able to attend that is there where can they go what time obviously this will be aired prior to that so if people want to
2: learn more right and, and there's probably three major uh, online resources, but the time for the meeting will be at City Hall uh, at 6.30 okay. at 11 English. Uh, and um, the doors should open 15 minutes or a half hour before that. But uh, for uh, the Kelly Creek Protection Project, it's www.extendputnampark.org. Uh, for the City of Petaluma, it's uh, www.cityofpetaluma.org slash scottranch. And for David on Homes, it's www.scottranch.net. And with those three sources, uh, there's a lot of history. There's wonderful uh, articles written about the project, uh, news uh, news articles as well, editorials. And, uh, and as you will see, the consensus of the community, um, not only in letters of support coming out to, to hearings, but in terms of financial support, uh, this community has stood up and said, this is something that we want. And we're happy to, uh, to represent their voices uh, before the city council on February the 27th at 6.30.
1: Yeah, and it's it is a hybrid. Also, uh, the council is still having hybrid uh, meetings. Meetings, so uh, you can you can attend via online. Um, okay. I think yeah. there's you can go on the websites and, and get those links also. But uh, uh, you know, for those who, who support this project, uh, we'd love to, to have you attend and and voice your support. Um, you know, the the uh, council members who support it usually like some backing behind the sure. decisions. So. Yeah. Sure.
2: Sure. And the agenda should be posted by um, uh, next Tuesday. Okay. Next Tuesday. Okay. Uh, and so the agenda with all the supporting documentation will be there. We'll be sure to locate that and blast yeah. that out yeah. to next that way. Great. And, and of course, you gentlemen are more than welcome. <laughs> well, I, I can't speak
0: to to everyone, but I will be there. So <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yep, I will certainly, certainly be there. Be there. Great. Well. Uh, is there anything else that i mean that that you guys want to talk about with the project last kind of last chance before we wrap it up i mean you guys have gone through it Really well, that well. I mean, uh, what a cool! I'm I'm more impressed with the project now than when I was when we first started the, the podcast and doing my research on it. I was I was really impressed that way. Yeah. So, but just how you guys
1: came together is just just
0: really cool. You don't yeah. see that very often. No, really not, I don't
3: either. know if I've ever heard of a project that. No. Like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you
1: know, first of all, just thank thank you again for having us here. But uh, yeah, when you when you have a project that's um, at the absolute minimum density and preserving 39% of the property um, and pre- providing such spectacular public benefits um accessibility traffic flow at the roundabout the the phenomenal park um yeah i don't know what else we can do so uh, but yeah um yeah again hopefully we're we're we're, we're there and um but uh, yeah it, I, it's a great project and it's let's get it done here so yeah
0: the community needs it and, and on that note, uh, I'm Sean Payne, principal and founder of Live Explore Real Estate and Lifestyle. Thank you very much for joining us today. If you like this episode, please hit like and subscribe so you can see future episodes. Steve, Peter, thank you so much. This is such a great podcast. Um, I just really appreciate you guys coming on here and giving us the chance to learn about it. I just uh, thank you so much. It's a great project. And Isaiah, as always, thank, thank you for joining so us. So thank you, guys. Until thank next you. time. Welcome to the Liverpool podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe.